The way we consume and share news today is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for a daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We've made it. <laughs> Waiting to say that since last Friday. Yeah, actually. <laughs> and we'll do it again next week. It'll be great fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's、uh, good to be here.、Um, I don't know if this is such a pleasant story to start out with、yeah. because a tug of war feels ancient from where. I stand. It's been going back and forth. And to be honest with you, the process was so messy. There were some <sighs> slips during、uh, live interviews、yeah. that Steve, you insisted that he should do.、Mm-hmm. But yes, once more, let's talk about formerly known as Yusung Jun, now officially referred to as Steve Yu for a number of different reasons. Yeah. His visa battle,、um, apparently Seoul High Court, has sided with Steve Yu. Yeah, that's right.、Uh, the, the court has ruled that a consulate general's rejection of Steve Yu's visa. Visa application was、um, illegal.、Okay. Uh, the court overturned the previous decision and ruled in favor of Yu, who filed a round two administrative litigation against the Korean Consulate General in Los Angeles、mm. for denying his visa application. For some of our non local listeners or those who just are sort of tuned out, let us just get you all caught up.、Yeah. Uh, so, Steve Yu is a former pop star, an iconic one at that, whose Korean name is. Yusung Jun. He renounced his Korean citizenship and became a U.S. citizen in 2002. It was at a critical time of his career where his popularity was sky high. So all eyes were on him whether he would serve in the military、mm-hmm. as he promised so publicly. But of course, what led to a further scandal was allegedly his evasion of military duty. That's right.、Um, So, what happened was back in 2002,、uh, he renounced his citizenship,、yep. Korean citizenship, like you said. And then Korea's Ministry of Justice imposed an entry ban on you later that year, again in 20,、uh, 2002.、Uh, then in 2015, you applied for an F4 visa, an overseas Korean visa, to return、mm. to Korea. But the consulate general in Los Angeles refused to issue the visa. Uh, it cited the Justice Ministry's ban as the reason for、mm-hmm. its rejection. So, you filed his first administrative case against the overseas agency, and the Korean Supreme Court ruled in his favor、yeah. in 2020. At the time, the top court ruled that the visa ban was illegal、mm-hmm. in procedure.、Mm. Uh, they said that there was a procedural flaw、uh, because the consulate general did not exercise its discretionary power. So, but that's the top court ruling. That doesn't mean that the public sentiment、Correct. has shifted. And so much of these decisions, hypersensitive it being in nature, does rely a little bit on public sentiment,、yes. doesn't、yep. it? It sets precedence. And what would it imply for other soldiers, right?、Mm. The Consul General rejected Yu's visa application yet again in the year 2020. Yeah, so that's when Yu、uh, began the second round、yeah. of his legal disputes、uh, with the diplomatic authorities. He argued that the Visa rejection in 2020 goes against the Supreme Court's ruling. However, last April, a lower court、uh, ruled that the top court's decision was due to procedural flaws in the visa refusal process and said that did not entitle him to a visa. Well, anyways,、um, let's go to what happened yesterday.、Okay. Uh, a Seoul High Court judge said that there is no just cause for the consular office to. Indefinitely refuse to issue 
him the F4 visa unless you committed any other legal violations than using a deceitful way to dodge his military duty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the judge added that Yu's F4 visa application should be deemed valid uh, since he applied for it in 2015 when he was 39 years old. And the rule at the time was that an overseas Korean male could apply for an F4 visa as long as he was aged over 38. The problem is, as times go past yeah. and, and laws change and conscription regulations, mm-hmm. so to speak, changes quite frequently. I mean, it has something to do with deep bleeding sources of conscripted soldiers. Yes. It has something to do with Again, setting that precedent. So it's been messy leading up to it. Mm. I, I've got to admit, it does feel like part of the public is exhausted hearing about yeah. the story. They just want Definitely. enough of Steve Yu. Yeah. That's not really a good sentiment to have as a former celebrity mm. who seemingly wants to return to Korea. And work here. And to work. Yeah. I think that's a sticky point. Right. We'll leave it there for now. Yep. For now, <laughs> the Seoul High Court signs with Steve Yu yep. in that visa battle. In our second story on uh, potentially rooting out plagiarism, that seems to be the goal anyway with the increase popularity of programs like ChatGPT, mm-hmm. but what if, what if programs to detect AI is not so clever and it discriminates against non-native English speakers? Yeah. So this is new research, okay, and uh, it shows that computer programs that are used to detect essays, job applications, and other work generated by artificial intelligence can discriminate against people who are non native English speakers. So tests on seven popular AI text detectors Mm. found that articles written by people who did not speak English as their first language were often wrongly flagged as AI generated. Okay, so it sounds like we have a pretty big problem and a bias that could have a serious impact on many people, including students, yep. even academics mm-hmm. and job applicants, because it doesn't mean just because you pursue higher education, your grammar is perfect, and if it's your second or third language, yep. you might want to give them a break. And apparently this, this program cannot detect those who speak it as a second or third language. Yeah, so let me explain okay. a little bit more because I, I, I'm pretty sure there are people going, what does that even mean? Right. You know? Right. So ChatGPT, as you all probably, this part you know, is able to write essays, uh-huh. solve problems, create computer code. Uh, and many people, including students, are using this technology to complete their tasks. Some schools are rising above it and saying, hey, use ChatGPT yep. to mm. get ahead of the research process yes. and then do some uh, th- critical thinking yeah. to further your essay's depth. So many students are using it. That's yeah. just the reality. And that's why... Many teachers now consider AI detection Mm. as an important countermeasure to deter students from cheating. You would Um, want it to be fair. Yeah, but there is a problem. Researchers warn that 99% accuracy claimed by some detectors is misleading at best. So scientists led by Professor James Zhu at Stanford University ran 91 English essays Mm. written by non native English speakers through seven popular GPT detectors to see how well the programs were able to catch content Mm -hmm. written by AI. Mm -hmm. Now, more than half of the essays, uh, which were written for TOEFL, were flagged as AI-generated. One program flagged 98% of the essays as composed by AI. Okay, that's a pretty big glitch and and a pretty serious bias. Mm -hmm. So we can't rely on the program that was designed to root out plagiarism, essentially, or cheating. 
How do the results compare with maybe essays written by then native English speakers? Yes. The same AI detectors classed more than 90% of the essays written by native English speakers as human generated. See a problem there? Major problem. All right, let's try to explain why is this happening. How did the program yield such contrasting (laughs) results? Yeah, so it all has to do with how detectors assess Mm. what is human and what is AI generated. So the programs look at something called text perplexity. Okay. And text perplexity is a measure of how surprised or confused a generative language model like ChatGPT is when trying to predict the next word ah. in a sentence. So what happens if the model can predict the next word easily? Yeah. So in that case, the text perplexity is ranked low. Okay. If the next word is hard to d- predict for the the detector, the text perplexity is rated high. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I can see how maybe this the rooting out process is a little bit too simple. Yeah. So <laughs> so language models like ChatGPT okay. are trained to produce low perplexity text. Mm. This means that if humans use a lot of common words in a familiar pattern mm. in their writing, their work is at risk of being mistaken for being AI generated. Because non-native English speakers are more likely to, to choose use simple language, simpler words, yeah. and and more importantly, I think simpler sentence structures. Mm-hmm. It's their second language That's after right. all their work is at a greater risk of being flagged at least by this system yes and uh herein lies the paradox though gpt detectors might compel non-native writers to actually use gpt more to <laughs> evade detection that's a good point yeah so in education non-native students bear more risks of false accusations of cheating Uh, which can be detrimental to their academic career and even their psychological well-being and can i be honest with you it seems like you know higher education institutions are even crunching uh to ensure that they have more students different backgrounds and ensure that their school systems also remain intact that's right so you need the international Mm. students so how about that flawed but hey at least we're keeping tabs on it Yeah, it's not confusing yet. I'm keeping (laughs) up. Okay, (laughs) on to our final buzzword of the day. So this was trending yesterday. I do not speak Italian, Uh, so excuse my Italian. Uh, Papata breve and 10 seconds. Yes. And you might be wondering what's wrong with these two words. Yes. So uh, many young people, many people in Italy are very, very angry. Yeah. Uh, They're expressing their fury on social media after a judge cleared a school caretaker of groping a teenager because it didn't last long enough, or more specifically, it didn't last more than 10 seconds. 10 second groping rule quickly became a buzzword. Mm -hmm. So let us review what happened. Yeah, so the case involves this 17 year old student at a high school in Rome. Uh, She says she was walking up a staircase to a class with a friend, and then she felt her trousers, pants fall down, a hand touched her buttocks, Uh, Somebody grabbed her underwear. Mm. And when she turned around in shock, there was a man standing behind her who told her, love, you know, I was joking. And this incident happened last year. And after the incident, the student reported the 66 year old man, Antonio Vola, to the police. If that's not sexual harassment, I I don't know what is. I don't know why this there could be any back and forth. Okay, but let's get to it. Mm. What did the man have to say about his actions? Yeah, he said, yeah, I groped the student. 
without consent, but it was a joke. That's what his, he said. Mm. And uh, a Rome public prosecutor asked for a three and a half year prison sentence. Okay. But this week, the caretaker was acquitted of sexual assault charges. According to the judges, what happened does not constitute a crime because it lasted less than 10 seconds. I'm not sure what happened to the judge that day, but it I, makes me so angry. It does make my blood yep. boil. And it, we're clearly not alone. There was an entire movement against such a, can I be honest with you, faulty decision by the judge. Yes. And since that ruling, mm. palpata breve, which means a brief groping, has become <sighs> Become a trending hashtag on Instagram and TikTok in Italy, along with the Dieci Secondi 10 Seconds hashtag as well. Brief groping. Yeah. I, I just. Yeah, so Italians have been posting videos. They're looking at the camera in complete silence and they're touching their intimate parts mm. for 10 seconds straight. And it's uncomfortable to watch, but right. it does highlight just how long those 10 seconds can feel. 10 seconds are very yep. long, right? Yep. right? All right. So it, it has gone viral. We're talking about this morning. Um, can we take a look at what some of these influencers and those who are part, yeah. part of the movement are I mean, are everyone, the, the consensus is who decides that 10 seconds is not a long time? Yeah. And who times the seconds when you're being sexually harassed? Nobody. And I'm completely in agreement what they're saying. That's right. And, uh, you know, the I really fear how the judge's ruling is going to impact girls and women in, and it's going to deter them from coming forward when they're subjected to these kinds of sexual attacks. Can we can we also highlight the fact that it takes an incredible amount of courage to go against yep. the system and say I was sexually harassed mm. at 17 years That's old right. and it is a country's and the legal system's yep. duty to protect the minors. Yep. I, we can't be the only ones that are angry, no. right? No. All right. Thank you, Erica. Pleasure. Have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.